0: A lot of people are asking questions about whether or not Kenny Pickett made it so that he sat himself against the the Seattle Seahawks. We'll talk about that drama with Alan Saunders, who has some reporting to reveal here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. All that and more, as well as our Week 17 Stars and Skulls grades here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it.
1: You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed Subscribe to this YouTube channel to you get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you Buy FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets back by winning any $5 money line bet. That's $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. As I said before, we're joined by Alan Saunders of now.com he just got back from seattle i was gonna say where's your finger points man come and, on and,
1: and boy are my arms tired that's what you know the finger point was just <laughs> was a little sore from <laughs> flying back, so i had to get it
0: you know all, all, all the flapping okay alan let's get into the big discussion that was all over pittsburgh on on new year's day it's like people didn't have anything else better to do We had college football, great college football playoff games, and yet here we are talking about this. But the rumor that has that has swirled around the city was the potential story that Kenny Pickett refused to be what some say the number two quarterback to the Pittsburgh to Mason Rudolph in going into the game, and that he made himself inactive, and that this was. Uh, and then that's why he didn't, he was not available for, the, for that game. There have been people who have supported the story and said they believe it. There's people who have said that they don't believe it. There's people that say it's complete buckets. You guys had your own reporting. Can you tell us what you all at SteelersNow.com were able to reveal from your sources?
1: Yeah. So we talked to a lot of people, and this was really a joint effort between myself and Derek Bell, uh, who, who did most of the legwork, and, and Nick Fairboss. So I was literally on, on the plane uh, as this was happening this afternoon. Uh, so shout out to those guys for holding the fort down with some big news here. Yeah. I mean, what we were able to learn was, I think what a lot of other people learned that part of the reason that Kenny Pickett was not dressed for that game was that because, uh, he simply uh, didn't want to be. And, and I think when you look at the situation objectively, you know, from the beginning before, you know, you kind of take anything, any, any reporting anyone's done into consideration, Right? there were only so many options that made any sense you know what was he not healthy uh, enough to dress uh d- did he not want to dress you know maybe that he was being punished for something like that feels like a reach but really i mean there are only so many options right there's no team upside to not dressing Kenny Pickett as the emergency quarterback you don't get to use that spot for anybody else and even if you know as long as he's able to be an upgrade over, whichever other position player I've been using Connor Hayward just because he's the guy who most randomly recently threw a pass, <laughs> but like as long as however healthy Kenny Pickett was on Sunday, that was better than Connor Hayward taking snaps at quarterback. Then that would have been better for the team. And so there's no team reason to do it right. No tactical team reason. Right, to do the it team anyway. would, yeah. So, so is it discipline? Is it a request or was he not healthy? Now it was reported during the week, uh, I believe on – I believe it, maybe it was on Thursday. Jerry Dulak of the Post Gazette reported that Kenny Pickett was healthy. Um, Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports reported today that Kenny Pickett was cleared on Thursday. And Mike Tomlin said in his press conference today that Kenny Pickett was cleared at some point before the game. So, okay, cross that one off the list. I think, I believe, uh, two veteran reporters in this town and the word of the head coach when they're all in alignment – uh, so Kenny was healthy enough to play in the game and he didn't. Well, why? Okay, there's only so many other reasons, and so I think that's what sort of set the alarm bells off for me. That, uh, this I guess you could call it a started as a rumor going around, probably had some legs, and so we got into seeing what parts of it that we could confirm, and we were able to confirm that basically, uh, you know, Mike Tolan made the decision to go with. Mitch Trubisky as the backup quarterback and Mason Rudolph as the starter at the end of the week based on the work they had done this week. That left Kenny Pickett in a number three position where he would have been that emergency guy. And what we've been told is that the reason that he didn't dress was some pushback from Kenny. I don't know why. I'm not going to end the business of reading people's minds. And unless I talk to him, it would be really hard for me to tell you that. But uh, that's what we were told by some pretty good sources that have been very reliable for us in the past. And so that's what we've gone with. And I think we have a version of events here that to me, anyway, makes a lot of sense with the facts that are surrounding the situation.
0: I, I think that the, the thing is here is making sense of it because I've heard the rumor about you know that Kenny Pickett was was told he he, he could be number two and that. Uh, he turned that down because he refused to. I've also heard the rumor that that's completely nonsense, uh, and I say rumors because these are unverified until Kenny Pickett says something. Until until Mike Tomlin, you know, you know, if it's not coming from from someone who actually made the decision there, to me, uh, that that is that is uh, that is still a rumor at this point. So we're talking about you know potentials and and third person or fourth person in these in in this in this discussion. But I always, I tend to whenever I talk about this and I talk about this with you before the show began. I always look for a middle ground when I hear two extremes on different positions here. And one extreme is that he refused to be the second quarterback and he was livid that Mason Ruff was the starter. And that's why he, he didn't play because he refused to take that as he took, took it as a dishonor. Another one was that never happened. He was totally fine with it. And it was, and and he just, and he, he was just inactive because the team said so. Um, And I'm like, okay, whether or not you believe one of those, I feel like there's a middle ground here. And I think your middle ground of maybe the third string quarterback makes a little bit difference, a little bit of a difference there. Because also uh, you look at the, the the Steelers situation and it's still it is something like it's, it's not nothing that that's, you know, that that, that he that if, if that's true, that that's what he his decision that he made, that he would sit out even as the third string quarterback. Um, I still feel like that's a very different tone than you know, hey, we're gonna need you as the number two guy just in case Mason has a bad day, and you're gonna be who we call up. But if he's told you he's the number three guy, that's that's interesting. But still, say that the day came where both you know, Mason got hurt and Mitch got hurt, and they had no other options, and he wasn't available. That could have killed the Steelers' season right then and there. So I think there's something to that. There. My big thing here is I just don't, I don't buy into. not that i don't buy into i i want to see how kenny pickett handles it this week what does he say because he spoke to us last week but in front of a backdrop and here's my thing if truly if he was so dishonored by this decision to be to be sat down for the number two quarterback again not your reporting but the other rumor that's been swirling around here if he was so dishonored by that he will not if, if that's the case he will not be behind mason Rudolph. we know mason Rudolph's the starter this week he will again be inactive if that story is true because then he wouldn't do because why would he he do anything different if something else changed and that's where i tend to believe your sense of reporting here that there's another it's not exactly the way that people have portrayed it
1: well look if kenny bigot's not willing to be the backup quarterback to mason rudolph then the next thing that's coming is a trade request i mean yeah. there's no middle ground here you can't yeah. just do that um, but you know the, the thing that strikes me is that I was there in Seattle. I didn't feel that level of negativity you know I saw guys joking around being jovial. I saw you know Kenny Pickett in the locker room and a, a very random Wayne Gretzky appearance that that for some reason happened. I don't know, but they were they were hugging it out and I don't know it just it did not feel like there was. Animus, right? And Mike Tomlin, you know, has not revealed this. So, like, is he covering for him? Like, if if Mike Tomlin was real upset that Kenny Pickett had done this, then he would have just said that he had done this, and then Kenny would be off the team, like that. It doesn't feel like the Steelers are just foaming at the mouth about the way this went down. I honestly feel a little bit bad that, like, I, I think we've kind of made too big a deal of it. I don't, I don't get the sense. And this is another thing that, that, uh, uh, Dejan Kvalkovic reported that, that, that the steel, nobody's mad about this. And I, I can't, I don't have a source to confirm that I would have if I did, but that f- kind of is the, what I'm feeling in in the vibes of the, of the environment right now as well.
0: Uh, and And here's the thing. I feel like we would have heard something by now. I think there would there would have been some obvious tones that were in front of everybody that there was some there were some problems. And like you said, if you were around the team, I wasn't there. I was sitting here in Pittsburgh doing doing all the podcasts uh that 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 evening and trying to enjoy some uh some champagne before the ball dropped. Uh but uh but in all seriousness, if there was some noise, I feel like it would have been very obvious to a lot of people, and that would have been reported. That wouldn't have been. Uh, that wouldn't have been speculation. That would have been that wouldn't have been rumors. That would have been like, oh no, people have been have you know aren't happy with something in the in the locker room right now, and you're not seeing right now. And you could say, hey, maybe winning such a big game in such a big way, it, you know, maybe maybe that will you know quiet that you know any any frustrations down. But still, I, I if, if if as you're saying, if that's if the tone of that, including Kenny Pickett being in the locker room and everything else with the trip there, um, it, you know, wasn't an issue. I, I then t- I tend to look at it and think I don't think it's going to be an issue for the Steelers moving forward, at least at least until we hear something else.
1: I mean, I, I guess Mike Tomlin, you know, look, look let's, let's be honest. He's he's not always honest. Like not, not everything he's that not. we get in those press conferences is truthful, but like if there was big problems, why would he say leave the door open to Kenny Pickett being the backup this week? Like that would just not be a possibility. Right. And I you know, if he's acknowledging that Rudolph is his starting quarterback. I don't think he's going to go through the trouble of, of, you know, making Baltimore sweat it out to see who's going to be the backup. Like that doesn't track to me either. It make that, you know, I, I, it seems like I, we should take him at his word that there's a chance that Kenny Pickett plays this week. And I have a, a very hard time seeing him just like flat out rejecting the backup quarterback job last week. And then it being offered again, that does not feel like a thing that happens in this sport.
0: I'm right with you. We got to talk a little bit more about this and about Mason Ruff, as well as get to our Stars and Skulls grades here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Alan Saunders, stick with us. We still have a lot to discuss. But first, I want to remind you: this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Get ready for the NFL NFL playoffs with all the incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers who go to FanDuel right now can get one hundred and fifty dollars back in bonus bets if they hit on any five dollars money line bet. That's right. You find a game that you like. Say you really like the Steelers to beat the Ravens this weekend and and make it and fight their way to the playoffs. You put five dollars on that, and you hit. You get one hundred fifty dollars back in bonus bets on FanDuel the number one sports book in America. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's an app that you can download right to your phone, and it's easy to bet on anything from spreads to player props to over-unders and so much more. Get it on FanDuel today. and When you do, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on so that you can take advantage of the $5 money line bet that can get you $150 in bonus bets by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, let's talk real quick here about the future with Mason Rudolph. He's the starter this week. It perceives to me that he's going to be the starter until the wheels fall off, like until he has the terrible moment or the ter- not even the terrible moment, the terrible half even a football where it's just, he just looks completely inept. He's not coming out of us, of, of the starting position, nor should he, if the Steelers keep putting up 30, 30 plus points. And you and I, you know, talked about this on the show last week, and you and I had the, had the opinion. If Kenny Pickett was hundred percent ready to go by the time it was like Wednesday or so, like when they had time to actually practice for the week, he could be the starter. I think that even as we speak right now, if Kenny Pickett is a hundred percent to speak to, to play, just uh, to practice from Tuesday on, uh, it won't matter. Mason Rudolph is going to be that guy, and I also don't think that's a problem right now for the Steelers because they want to win to get into the playoffs, and Mason Rudolph's been giving them the best chance for them to do it. Do you see an issue here?
1: I mean, look, I, I think it's a it's a long term issue, right? Because you you know you don't have a, a long term option, right? I mean, uh, Mason Rudolph's. 28 years old, so he's not really a long-term option, period, but he's also out of contract. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think anybody thinks that he's the future, right? I mean, you're just basically playing for as long as you can play this year and figuring out the quarterback position in the offseason. Mike Tomlin basically not, not in that answer to that question, but he said those words a couple times today, right? He said when someone asked him who's the better quarterback right now, Mason Ruff or Kenny Pickett, You've- hey, that's an off-season question. He, he yep. said, you know, we're taking things one week at a time right now. And so I get it. I, I get it from a tactical perspective. Uh, I think big picture, it basically adds up to a lost season, right? I mean, th- th- that's where we're at right now
0: and I think that's that's where some people are, are are wondering is what about the development of Kenny Pickett if he's going to be your franchise quarterback and we don't know if if that's gonna happen uh and that was one of the things we talked about going into this season beyond any playoff hopes or any division hopes or whatever your goal was to see if Kenny Pickett is your franchise guy and you can't say that he is and I'm not sure if we have learned officially that he's aint I know some people believe that he's absolutely that he's not and there's no chance that he could be um I, I'm of the opinion that I think that that's some, still something that, that the Steelers could learn. But I'm also of the opinion that even though they haven't officially learned that yet, that that should not stop them from drafting a quarterback if they see the right guy fall to their position.
1: Well, like I think the Steelers actions have told us that they don't feel like they're done with Kenny Pickett. Right. I mean, right. said Um I think I said this last week here, but like, Look like when things were going badly with the offense, they fired the coordinator. They didn't bench the quarterback, right? Like right. that's a strong sign that they felt like there was still something there to unlock with Kenny Pickett. And they've gotten six, five and a half quarters of football with Kenny Pickett on the other side of that. I'm sure that they intended to see more of that when they made that move. Right. Then than they've seen so far. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, look, I, I think this process of you know Pickett getting injured and, and then going to Trubisky and now going to Rudolph, like they've been fairly protective towards Pickett Pickett throughout this process. Like mm-hmm. it, it took two weeks of really good play by Mason Rudolph from Mike Ton and and basically you know all reasonable time frame of injury recovery to run out before Mike Tomlin basically he waited to the last possible minute to acknowledge yes, Kenny is healthy and yes we're starting Mason Rudolph anyway. like it, it like he waited until he could not put off that sentence for another day basically to say it. And so like the actions tell me that there is still a care and a desire to continue to see, this player in Kenny Pickett at quarterback more than what they've seen so far. But I don't know how you can go into the offseason with anything approaching the status quo at that position. You're probably going to have a new offensive coordinator. I assume they're going to want, you know, an opinion in the matter. Maybe they won't even want to work with Kenny Pickett. I don't know. Um, But, but I think there's, um, it's hard to see that far into the future, given the, the amount of unknowns here. But I think there's a very high likelihood that the Steelers are in the quarterback market in a significant way, whether that's trade, free agency, or the draft this offseason.
0: I'm right with you. I think there 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 is a high a high likelihood. I also think there's a chance that they find a way to to re-sign Mason Ruff if he doesn't find some somewhere else. Um, because of especially if this run continues right now, because here's here's the reality: they if they beat the Ravens on Saturday, and then you know the one of the two things happen that they need that they need to have happen, they're in the playoffs. They get a playoff win with Mason Rudolph. This town's gonna. I I I'm scared to see what Pittsburgh will even be like in, in that moment because this town will be like on fire with just that i can't i i've i thought i understood i thought i remembered what it was like to cut co- to be around pittsburgh when there wasn't a franchise quarterback set in that everyone knew he was the guy because i remember my childhood cordell stewart kent graham tommy maddox mike tomzak i thought i remembered that i w- working in it is a whole different level Alan.
1: the backup quarterback has always been the po- most popular guy in pittsburgh and there was a little time period there where it wasn't and now i feel like we're making up for lost time right and i, I just would caution Steelers fans to not make too much out of whatever Rudolph does or doesn't do in these next couple weeks, you know. Um, Jake Browning's been pretty good for the Bengals this year. I, I, I don't think they think much of him in the future. Joe Flacco's been spectacular for the Browns this year. I will guarantee that he is not going to be on their roster next fall and that Deshaun Watson is going to be their starting quarterback. Again. Now, Burrow and, and Watson are guys with longer track records of success than Pickett has. I'm just saying those teams are not going to be fooled by some solid performances by guys that came out of nowhere and turn that into thinking that they're long-term options. And I don't think the Steelers should, and I don't think they will either, even if Rudolph finishes out a pretty decent season here.
0: I hear you on that. Real quick before we go, it's time for, we got we got, we do have to get to our stars and skulls here before we get into this. And I'm I'm going to start with the skulls. I didn't have too many skulls when I went back and did my all 22 review of this. Um, there were some guys who I felt that they could have been skull worthy, but then they had new neut- they had they had some place to make up for it, so they got neutral grades. So I only gave out four skulls in this game. Also, here's the quick rubric for those who remember: one to three stars, you know, good, you know, good to elite. Uh, one to three skulls bad to terrible you guys know the drill here if you've been here this long real quick we only we didn't have any three skulls or two skulls we did have some one skulls I did have Mark Robinson um, actually, I meant to take Miles Wa- My- Michael Walker off of there, uh, but Mark Mark Robinson, Presley Harvin, Miles killerbrew simply because I felt like there were times over the middle that they were contributing to the problems with stopping the run early and some of the th- problems they had o- o- over the middle. I thought about putting Eric Rowe here, but I also saw some other plays that he made, so I gave him a. I think I gave him a neutral grade. Might have given him a star because he also had a breakup. But uh, all that being said, these are just the guys that I just put skulls on here. But there are a lot of star worthy players here. Here. alan was there anyone that stood out to you that needs to get a skull that i missed out on here
1: no i don't think so in, in full disclosure i haven't had a chance to watch this game back yet i was planning on doing that on my flight today and then
0: then all this you time. know
1: it's uh, the world of a reporter um so, though no, I didn't notice any other big time negative plays, you know, I thought this was in general a pretty well played game by the Steelers, especially the Steelers that like we have a real expectation for being. Well, the one guy I think I can maybe put in that group would be Joey Porter Jr. I thought he kind of got cooked a little bit by DK Metcalf in a way that we haven't seen from him. Now, that's a very difficult assignment, but I thought that was probably his toughest game of the year.
0: I thought so too. But I'm going to talk about him in the next segment here because I have an interest. Because, I, I, because I, I saw that early on, but I thought there was something else that tipped me why I gave him a different grade than giving him a skull. We'll talk about that here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Alan Saunders, stick with us. We got a lot to discuss. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, it's the best daily fantasy sports platform in, in North America because they're the easiest, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. You're not competing against thousands of other players. You're not trying to assemble the greatest lineup of all time that just happens to hit all the right hits that all the pros and the sharks don't hit. You're just saying hey, I see two to six players in, in, in this weekend, and I'm just saying I'm looking at their player projection numbers, and I'm guessing more or less than their projection numbers. You know, you're not trying to beat other people. You're just trying to beat prize picks, and prize picks being the fun new daily fantasy game, it's the one that everyone needs to start playing right now. You can also download the app right to your phone and start playing today. And with basketball season here, you can also pick up on, on, on new games like the Specials League where you can pick combo projections between different sports. If Travis Kelsey and LeBron James are projected to combine for three-pointers and reception. Around 10.5. You just say more or less than that number. And if they hit over, you, you watch your winnings roll. And if they don't, you can play again. But that's the whole point with prize picks. They have a lot of different ways for you to win. Download the Prize Picks app today or go to their or go to or go to PrizePix.com right now and you can sign up to play Daily Fantasy Sports. And if you go to PrizePix.com, go specifically to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL. For a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Alan Saunders, breaking things down. It's time to continue with our grades. We got lots of stars. If I if I call if I call the graveyard when we have lots of skulls, we've had quite a few graveyards this season. I, guess I gotta call it a Starry night. Like I'm trying to figure out a cool way to put that. We have cosmos. A lot of stars. Ah, that's why galaxy, we bring you on this show. Galaxy. No, cosmos. Cosmos sounds cooler. I like Cosmos. It's very
1: Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is I'm um, a big fan of. So he, I, I feel like he would call it a cosmos.
0: A- absolutely, a, a cosmos. I like that entirely. Well, we got a cosmos here, especially with the one star grades. I gave quite a few one star grades, and I'll, I'll I'll put here before we get to all of them. Joy Porter Jr. is on this list. I was going to give him a Skull Allen. But in the red zone, late in the game, Geno Smith said, I'm going to DK Metcalf. And one play, Joey Porter Jr. broke it up. The other play, he pinned uh Metcalf to the to the to the to out of bounds, and it did hit Metcalf's hands. But if he had, if it, even if he had hauled it in and held on to the ball, he it wouldn't have been a catch. That's why I gave him a star because in the big part of the game, he showed up in a big way. And that was a big reason why the Steelers held him to a field goal and were able to win that game, in my opinion, going into the end.
1: It was a great sequence. I just thought that it was too much early. And look, I will say this, and I said this on, on my podcast today, also Steelers Afternoon Drive with me and Zachary Smith. You know, not too many times are you gonna hand a young cornerback or really any cornerback an assignment like, hey, just go take care of DK Metcalf. We got you, you got this. Go, go get him, Tiger. Like that's but because the Steelers did that. Two catches total for Tyler yeah. Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba, one of them on a play where Joey Port Jr. was hurt on the sideline. So I, I like, it. yeah, they gave him a tough job and it was tough sometimes, but it was also good for the team. Uh, so I, I can see it, but he hasn't been beaten like that much this year. And I thought it was eye catching, certainly
0: absolutely my other one star grades because we got a lot to give out here nick Herbig, miles jack shannon sullivan mason cole pat fryermuth joey porter jr keanu benton levi wallace darnell washington alan robinson t.j watt chris boswell alex highsmith montravius adams marcus golden now for those who might be wondering, why doesn't Nick Herbig get a bigger grade? Because he made maybe the biggest play of the game. He was only in for two plays, and I just I, like that's not a snipe to him. It's a great play, it was, but again, like the, the the grading scale as we talk about, if you made a, if you made a good play, you know, or a great play, like it's it's kind of like you know, if that's all you did, I can only give you one star for it. But it was it, it was a very big one star. I will say that it's not to that's not to diminish Herbig, what he did there. But I'll also say, even though Highsmith and Watt didn't get uh t- you know high high you know didn't get a sack didn't get a whole lot of tackles uh what I think ha- had seven pressures and Highsmith had six when I went back and I looked at the charting here um in fact let me look at it right now no Highsmith had seven Watt had six and this was one of those plays where I you know I'm not going to say that these guys were elite in this game but they were disruptive and Geno Smith did a great job not getting into too many sacks but They forced him to move and they forced him to have to make some plays. And that's why I gave them one star grades because they did. I did feel like they impacted the game at least enough there.
1: Yeah, I felt that I was lacking some impact from those guys. But I also thought the Steelers' defensive game plan was just very conservative. It was Mm -hmm. a lot of four man rushes. It was a lot of obviously four man rushes where a veteran guy like Geno Smith could set his protection just the way he wanted it because he knew who was coming from where. I also thought the Seahawks got away with a few holds. Uh, Just Uh, just a couple, just a couple, you know, like like here's, here's where I'll make an argument against Watt and Highsmith started the game without one tackle, lost the second one in the second quarter. I have an expectation of guys that are pro bowl caliber players to beat up on backups and then get home. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they didn't get pressure, but, I think I have an expectation of those guys in the sack. And when Nick Herbig plays two plays and he gets home on one of them, I then feel like maybe those guys should have been getting home a little bit more than they did.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Um, But again, that's why I didn't give them two or three skull grades for their pressures. I gave them just one starts because they were disruptive, but they weren't the biggest playmakers. I gave basic Cole a star because I felt like he did a good job sealing things off. But man, his snapping problems are just they're too much right now. Um, I, I feel like they got to get better. Pat Frymerz, I thought blocked well. Um, you know, on some key plays, it was funny uh, hearing Najee Harris's commentary about him about how he's trying to give because like you see, where
1: I pushed you. His run blocking has gotten a lot better over the course of the
0: season, especially since he's come back from the injury. I, I feel like he's he's been solid absolutely moving on to our two-star grades here i gave them to james daniels mason rudolph dan moore jr who actually i thought might have had his best game of the season deontay johnson and patrick peterson uh dan moore getting to the second level having some key blocks and some key points there i gave him credit for that james daniels i thought run blocking very good pass blocking not 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 as good but still got the job done enough there deontay johnson um, made some really big plays in this game and uh you know also had that that onside kick recovery that was that was really important to keep to make sure the Steelers Hill had the ball at the end of the game. Patrick Peterson still won't be targeted for whatever reason. The no teams are not like I would think like I'd be going after the old guy who's playing safety back there. Teams aren't doing it, and I think that that's uh, that's a testament to him always being in position and forcing teams to go in other in other directions there. Uh, and Mason Rudolph, if, if he had thrown a touchdown, I'd give him a three star grade because otherwise, I thought he was very good. There were a couple plays I thought he missed, like on, on the sack he took uh, when the first field goal drive of the game. He had Jalen Warren wide open like right away for probably would have been a touchdown, but like I'm not holding that against him. Two star grade. He played very efficient um and, and did what he was supposed to do. And he should keep and he again, that's why I think he should be, be starting continuing because he's doing he's doing his job.
1: How about this one? Uh Dan Moore uh was mostly responsible for Boye Mafe, who's the leading sack man over there on that Seattle yep. team. A, a young player that I I've been really excited about. I loved him coming out of college. I think he's one of the best young edge rushers in the league. Three hurries, no sacks, no quarterback hits. That's a – and then on top of that, the best run blocking we've seen. If Dan Moore had been playing like he played on Sunday all year, we would not be talking about the Steelers needing a tackle in the draft. That was far and away his best game.
0: I agree. He played very well, and I think that was a big boost uh, to what the Steelers needed. there. Let's move on to the three-star grades here. I got Isaac Sayamalo, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, George Pickens, Broderick Jones. I felt Broderick Jones, this was the most demonstrative of like, him being a pure mauler, like I am going to crush your soul type of blocking. And I was just like, oh my goodness, on some of his, on some of his blocks. That he was just moving people and just, just being that bully the Steelers need on the offensive line. Also thought Sayamalu was 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 doing his doggone thing in the run blocking. And he was probably the Steelers' best pass blocker in the in this game, uh, as far as far as protecting his gaps. Uh, so I gave them the credits. I had to give three stars to both Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. They were phenomenal in this game. And George Pickens, another 100, 137 yards, and that ridiculous catch that he made on third down, I could not not give it to him uh, for for his performance as well. I that, 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 am I rating anyone too high, or am I missing any three stars here, Allen?
1: No, I feel good about this list. I'm um, Man, George Pickens is playing really well. Um, and Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I mean, look, I know the whole fan base wants to talk about the quarterback situation. Man, how about these running backs? I cannot ever remember having two Steelers running backs that are this good, that run this hard, that play together the way these two do, um, in a long time. It's really fun. I I'm excited to watch Angry Runs because I think it's just gonna be all Steelers. And there was some there was some heat coming out of those two, man. What an awesome game.
0: It was they played phenomenally. And I think that, and I said this on the Monday show. I, I think that, that 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 kind of production from the run game and seeing that kind of aggression from the from those guys if that can be what the Steelers offense will be for the next few years they're going to be a problem whoever's at quarterback. And 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 again, like Mason Rudolph deserves a ton of credit. He did a lot of great things in this in in that in this game. He saw the field. He actually he didn't panic. Made made a, made a great throw to George Pickens on on that on that play uh that we were talking about where Pickens plucked it. Uh but if Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are running downhill, delivering stiff arms, moving people and, and just, you know, just just pushing piles forward and getting plays like that. And and again, not every defense is going to be the Bengals and the Seahawks are two of the worst run defenses in the league. But if they're able to punish teams like that, it'll make a lot of those games that the Steelers are supposed to win more winnable because they'll be able to lean, lean on those guys to do it and uh, maybe even make them V number one running back tandem in the in the NFL.
1: I can see it. And look, if they get that kind of offensive line performance and they get that kind of running back performance every game, it does not matter who plays quarterback. They're going to be really good.
0: Absolutely. We'll have a lot more to discuss here on the on your Pittsburgh Steelers here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. He's Alan Saunders. I'm Chris Carter. Alan, thanks so much for joining us. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work.
1: At a Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter, at PGHSteelersNow, SteelersNow.com is where all the words live. And the Steelers Afternoon Drive podcast with me and Zachary Smith on YouTube or wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Absolutely. Get me back on there. Um, but schedule's <laughs> uh, been rough, man. Holidays, dude, no, dude, and I'm, I'm the, not, Well, it's going to happen. I know. I know. Gonna, we'll,
1: we'll, 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 we'll
0: get there. You no, know, tr- trust me on it. My schedule is crazy. T- tomorrow, today, today, because this is the Tuesday episode. I gotta, I gotta be at Steelers practice and then cover and then do a podcast and then do pit basketball against the, the number nine team in the country. So uh, I'm gonna have a busy Tuesday as well. But we'll make, I, I, we'll, we'll definitely make it happen at some point. He's Alan Saunders. I'm Chris Carter. Thanks so much for watching the Locked On Steelers podcast or listening to us. Whether you watch this on YouTube, like like this channel, subscribe to this to the channel to get all of our uh, our daily our daily episodes that we come out Monday through Friday. Or you listen on your favorite podcasting app uh, that you can download right to your phone. Uh, we appreciate all of our, our listeners. We're your team every you your team every day here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Back more tomorrow on on talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.